Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Yes, good morning and happy Tuesday to everyone. God has been a good God, and I'm just so blessed by all the testimonies and what the Lord has been doing for his people. So I'm just so grateful. Um, Has been thus far a trying week. Uh, Right through the weekend, we have been flooded with calls, and I'm praising the Lord. I get to pray with some people, but not all, and I'm just asking that you will continue to lift us up in prayer for more strength, that the Lord will help us, that we can reach more souls for him. I want to remind you also of the families that we feature in Jamaica and in St. Lucia, and just want to remind you that you should each one of us should really reach out to see how we can help, no matter how small it is, because it's very crucial that we reach out. And I think this is part of the testing in these last days. We are going to be tested in all different ways, and we have to just be ready. We cannot direct our tests and tell the Lord how to test us. So I want to get in the Word this morning. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to want you to go to go with me to John 13. John 13, and I'll be reading from uh, verse 34, 34 to 38. Very powerful. Lord led me to this this morning. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful, Lord, and thankful for your goodness, for your love towards us, Lord, and how you're teaching us that we should love one another. Thank you, O God. We just want to welcome you this morning as you fellowship with us. May you just break down the words, Lord, that it will go forth to bless your people, and your name for sure will be exalted. Just want to thank you and praise you now. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Okay, so um, turn with me, as I said, to John chapter 13, and I will start at verse 34. The Lord had his disciples around him, and he decided to teach and to share. And verse 34 says, And now a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. And and that's really powerful where the Lord is saying, we need to love one another. 
as he loved us. And we can't understand that type of love. You know, because it's so difficult. We're living in a world where people are so jealous. And uh, it's such a difficult time. People will be jealous over your children, over the way you dress, over the car you drive, over your home. People become jealous and want to destroy you because of that seed that is within them, the evil, the anger, the iniquity. So the Lord reminds his disciples that there is just this new commandment I give unto you. I'm telling you this, if you don't know, that you should love one another. In verse 35, it says, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have loved one another. What a, what a thing here. That's the requirements, that if we love one another, we can be the Lord's disciple. People will see you out there and know that you belong to the Lord. You are the Lord's anointed because of the love you radiate, the love you show, the love we pass on to others. So this is very key. He said, by this, men will know. In other words, when men look and see, they will know that you are my disciples. What a lesson there. And after that lesson, it seems like Peter wasn't getting it. So when we get to verse 36 now, you're going to see what Peter said here. Simon Peter said in verse 36, said unto him, Lord, whither goest thou? Jesus answered him, whither I go, thou cannot follow me. Cannot follow me now, but thou shalt follow me afterwards. So I want you to get that, that Peter was anxious, and he felt that he was ready to follow Jesus. And follow in, in the context of worship, can meant that you want to come higher. You want to just take things and just walk, follow Jesus. Take things in your time. You know, in this context, you see that Peter just listened to what the Lord has said about love. And he's saying, Lord, where are you going? And the Lord is saying, where I go, you can't come right now. But you may be able to come afterwards. What does that mean? That if you can't come now, it may mean that you're not ready to go to the next level. We pray, we praying to come higher, but we're just not ready to go to a higher level. And God knows, perhaps, um, I remember I did that sermon uh, a few weeks back that says, little by little. Sometimes we want to force the hand of the Lord, but the Lord is saying, little by little. Some of us wants to be delivered at once. And the Lord is saying, little by little. Because in the little by little, you're stepping up, you're coming higher, you're, ex you're, you're exercising, your, your spiritual muscles being built, little by little, and you're learning a lot. The Lord is teaching 
and is sharing while we come higher. So the Lord knows what he's doing. So the Lord said unto Peter, where I go, you cannot come now, but you will join me afterwards. In other words, the Lord is going ahead and is paving the way, and all we have to do is follow in his footsteps. But some of us want to run and pass the Lord. And, and then Peter didn't stop there. In verse 37, Peter says unto him, Lord, why can I, cannot I follow thee? No, I will lay down my life for thy sake. He wants to push the Lord. And, and you can look at it that in prayer, we try to even push the Lord because we are impatient. We want things in our own time. We want it now when the Lord's timing is always the best timing. The Lord told him, you can't come now, and he's not taking it at all. He's saying, why can't I come? I will lay down my life for you. Does the Lord know where we are in the Christendom? Does the Lord know where we are in our relationship with him? That there are certain things we just can't handle yet. You can't just call me up and say, Brother Patrick, could I come on the mission with you? I want to cast out the demon without being trained by the spirit of the living God. A lot of people think, you can just come and just do this work. It takes some preparation because some of us are fearful. And if you come and see the manifestation of spirits that you have never experienced before, you're going to get timid and you may just open a door for the demon to enter you instead. So we, we can't go into battle if the Lord doesn't prepare us. I remember in a near community here a few years back, I shared a testimony when we went to pray for this young man, 19-year-old, six feet tall, him and his dad. And, and when we met in the room, over 13 people, elders and pastors, and when I asked the question, is the boy... They said the boy is coming with his father to be delivered. I said, is the boy's father a Seventh-day Adventist? And somebody said, no. So I said, well, he cannot come in this room. And a lady said, I don't see anything wrong with it. That's his son. And somebody else evil signed with her and confirmed it. And a thought came in my head and said, disunity. In her eyes, this man was worthy to come in the room. Even though he's not in one accord with us as Seventh-day Adventists, she sees it fit to give him a pass to come in the room. She want to run ahead of God. She did not say, okay, hold on, let's pray about it first. She made her own decision to say, let him come. And she's a strong person that speaks with authority. So I said, okay, Lord, you lead. When the deliverance started, 
and the manifestation started. The first name came out of the boy after a powerful manifestation was that same woman name. He just called her name, and immediately an unseen being hit her, and she fell to the ground and dying. And she's open her mouth back and forth like when you're taking your last breath, and everybody confused. So I run over there and start to rebuke the spirit from her. And I rebuke and told them to pick her up and bring her in the next room. And they lift her up and took her out of the room. She could not walk. And I went back to pray again and start to rebuke the spirit from the young man. And he called his father's name. And his father jumped and ran right out the room. He didn't wait to be escorted out. He ran out the room as if he's running for his life. I witnessed that. You know what? When the mission was over and we prayed for the woman, she said to me, we are not ready to deal with stuff like this at this church. And when I talked to the young man, the young man told me, on his way there, Satan came to him and said, I'm going to kill this woman. And he called her by name and said, when you're at the funeral, they are going to blame you. The devil planned because the devil knew that she wasn't equipped to come in a deliverance room. She, he knows the bandages. He knows the skeleton that was hidden in her closet. The devil knows. We can't run ahead of God. We can't just pick up and say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go and be a part of the deliverance team unless the Lord calls you. A lot of us wants to run ahead of God. A lot of us want to just go and say, God is leading me. I'm going to move here. And we never heard from God. As a matter of fact, we never asked God permission. We never asked God. To be part of it, we just run ahead of God. We see here, Peter want to run ahead of God. So he said unto Jesus, in verse 37, um, John 13, verse 37, Peter said unto him, Lord, why can I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. It's fear talk. A lot of us are full of talk, and we don't walk the walk. It's not for us to say, I'm connected. You know what? It's for someone to look at you and see Christ within you. It's not of us to blow our own horn and toot our own whistle. It's for Christ. It's for people to see the Christ within us. We have to just humble ourselves. In verse 38, Jesus replied to him. Jesus said unto him, Will thou lay down thy life for my name's sake? He asked him, Will you lay down my life for my name's sake? The Lord is asking you this morning, Will you stand up for him? You said you want to come higher. 
if there is a test that you're going to go through, will you lay down your life for Christ? Will you? I listened to the testimony with Sister Andrea, and um, she was sharing what she was going through and how she needed her rent and how she was broken and waiting and the Lord sent help. You know, um, as I listened, I said unto myself, a lot of people are going to go through trials. God could just cause her to get a better job. But God wants her where he have her right now because he wants to bring her higher. Well, you know what? She has to pass the test. She has to pass the test. You know how to pass the test? When you're in the mire and you don't see anything, is to get up, start to read the scripture, walk around, pace around in your house, and say, Lord, you can do it. You promised. Go to the promises in the Bible and say, listen, Lord, you did this. You caused manna to fall. Manna is going to fall. You know that if you do that, Sister Andrea, and many of us listening, you know that you probably just hear the door buzz. The doorbell buzz, and when you look out, probably you will see a basket or you will see a bag full of money. You know that can happen? Do you know where your faith will be if that happens? If the Lord answer you. I remember I read Walter White. When, if you know the story, when Walter White was a an atheist, and he was lecturing in the uh, Johannesburg University, and and when he gave his life over, when his daughter was possessed, his two years old daughter, and when he has given his life over to Jesus, they stripped him of everything. His job was taken, everything was taken, and he was living in a place, and they were praying and had nothing. He planted some plants and everything. Caterpillar came and destroy all his produce. And they were in the house, like crying, have no food. And they heard the doorbell buzz. And when they opened the door, there was a basket of food outside, with nobody in sight. How did it get there? Is God good? You see, sometimes God will put us in the miry, in order to grow us. Because you know what? Sometimes we pray and we said we want to come higher. But the Lord cannot take us higher because he's trying to teach us, but we're not really accepting it. You know, the Lord told Peter here, you can't come with me. You need some work. You need to spend more time in worship. You need to spend more time denying self. You need to put self aside. You need to put pride away in order to be empowered. But you just can't get it because you just want to recognize that you're following Christ. You just want to get up and say, no, I want to just follow you now. You know, I want to follow you. We don't wait on God. You say, God, if God loves us so much and we really trust God, and we are in the miry clay. 
why you think the Lord have us in the miry clay? Why you really think so? Why you think the Lord have us in the miry clay? No, you you got to think about it, brethren. <laughs> no, remember, I I I spend most of my life running this ministry, and. You know, whenever we get the help, I'm able to write two or three books about my job, my workplace, about working in an aircraft industry, about running my own business and the attacks daily and how they try to stop me many times until it comes to the day today when I have no job. But the thing from last week was my last day. Do you think it came to my thought since I left? Never. As a matter of fact, I haven't even applied for unemployment yet. The point I'm trying to make here is that I know God have a purpose. I know God wants me to do this ministry full time. I know God is making a way out. I know God is working in the meanwhile. Brethren, over the years, and I'm saying this to encourage somebody, I've seen where God works. No matter where the funds come from, I've never been in want. And you know why? Because I never worry about it. I never look and say, it's the end of the month now. Last week, I look at it and I said, Lord, you are my provider. By this week, everything is going to be good. I never worry about it. I never worry. As a matter of fact, I look at it and I said, Lord, it's only you. Because even like going into business and doing the business, I've never seen, it's barely once in a while I ever take some money out. Once in a blue moon, I'm telling him. You know why? Because I'm trusting in God and I see God working. God wants us to exercise the faith. If our faith is going to grow, it's not going to grow when we're in a good job and getting a paycheck every week. It won't grow like that. It's going to grow when there's nothing. It's going to grow when we go to the well, like the woman at the well, who was going to cook her last meal. That's when your faith grows, when you have nothing left and you try Jesus. That's when your faith is going to grow. It's not going to grow when you take things in your own hands and say, I can do it. I will do it. When you start to say, I, 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 and self comes in, that's when failure, you're setting yourself up for complete failure. Brethren, you don't really get it. You can't really comprehend what the Lord is saying to you this morning. Through this, Peter. Verse 38, the Lord says to Peter, Will thou lay down thy life? For my sake. God is asking you today, if he was to strip you of everything, strip you of your husband, strip you of your children, strip you of your wife, will you lay down your life for Christ? 
Will you still go to Sabbath school? Will you still keep that office in church? Are you going to say, it's too much, I'm done? Then how are you going to get higher then? You think it's going to be a package come by Federal Express? You think you're going to hear a buzz at your door and somebody deliver a package that you're going to get? You're going to, you are now higher with the Lord, you're rich? Or is it a battle and a march? What do we expect as God's people? What do we expect? You know, the Lord continued to say to Peter, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, The cock shall not crow till thou hast denied me thrice. In other words, in a little while, you want to follow me, but you don't understand. You are not connected spiritually. You want to come to deliverance, but there's a lot of skeleton in your closet. You want to come on the deliverance team, but you're stealing things at work. You want to come on the deliverance team, but you're smoking marijuana. You say it's okay to drink marijuana. It's the herb. You want to come on the deliverance team, but you're watching pornography. The Lord is saying to Peter, you're going to deny me three times. You want to follow me? You want to come to the hill of God? You want to go to the mountain of God with me? Jesus saying to you, you got to deny self first. You got to take up the cross and follow me. How do you take up the cross of Christ? How do you come with a repentive heart to the mercy seat and say, Lord, forgive me, Lord. I'm broken. I want to follow thee. How do you come in and allow the Lord to take me to the spiritual level? It's when we deny Christ, deny self, amen. When we give up everything and say, Lord, I'm willing. Peter thought that he was willing because self was speaking. You see, there was a competition. Who's going to be at Jesus' side? Who should be the closest disciple? Who should have the, the biggest office? Who should be the Sabbath school leader? All I was hearing is self. The Lord knows you and I. He knows when we are ready to come higher. The Lord said to Peter, even though you act like that, you don't ready for me. You don't ready. Is the Lord calling you? Is the Lord calling you this morning? Are you being set up? by the devil to deny the Lord. Peter thought that he had it going. I will die for you, Lord. And the Lord says, even with your dying for me, you're going to deny me three times. Peter forgot that the Lord said to him, Peter, the devil has asked for you by name. But I prayed for you. And when you're converted, strengthen the brethren, encourage the brethren. The Lord was saying, Peter, you need some work, but he couldn't get it. The Lord is speaking to many of us and said, you want to come higher, but there's work that you have to do. The Lord told Peter clearly, but Peter didn't get it. 
as the Lord said unto you, Satan asked for you by name. You're going to say, Lord, have mercy upon me. Pray for me now. Anoint me. Cover me. Peter didn't get it. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned. Peter couldn't get it. So the Lord continued and said, when you're converted, I've prayed for you. And when you're converted, encourage the brethren. The Lord is saying, conversion don't come yet. You can't come higher unless you come to the mercy seat, unless you start to read the word of God, unless you start to fast and come higher with the Lord. We can't pray to come higher. And a little test come our way and we say we can't do it. I'm done. How are we going to come higher then? No, seriously. If we expect to come higher, if we expect to live to see Christ come and to pass through the time of trouble, a lot of us want to live to see Christ come, but we are not ready to go in jail and be locked up and have no food for two weeks in jail and left to die. What if they take away your children and put you in jail and you're in jail and there's no food? You can't take a shower any longer. You start to smell, stink. No food and you're in jail. Are you going to curse God and say, I'm done? Are you going to be like John the Baptist and said, is there another? Are you really the Christ? Or should I look for another? Are you going to say, Lord, thank you for sending me in here. I'm going to have a prayer meeting with you now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to have a prayer meeting with you now in Jesus' name. Lord of mercy, can you say that? Can you say we're going to have a prayer meeting? In Jesus' name, I pray this morning. I know I'm a little bit long, but this word is just sweet in Jesus' name. It has so many lessons in Jesus' name. Listen, I'm going to close with the one verse from the next chapter, chapter 14. I just look down on it, and the Lord is saying, read this, just the one verse. Remember, Peter went on to deny Christ. Not once, not twice, but three times. If he denied Christ three times, after he was so bold to say, I will die for you. But when he saw the real sword risen above him to kill him, he said, I never knew the man. I never knew him. He lied. That's what challenge is going to do. Going to cause some of us right here to run and deny Christ. But the last, the first verse in chapter 14 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. This morning, let not your heart be troubled. If you want to go the distance with the Lord, just tell him, and he will come in, and he will strengthen thine heart. May God bless you. And may he keep you and may his face shine upon you in Jesus' name, as we'll now have the prayer request in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. 
Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.